0: Love Talk Radio. We live. we live. Live from Chicago and Las Vegas. You're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's page one. It's page one. With LaVar and Mary. With Lavar and Mary.
1: What's going on, Blog Talk Radio Nation? It's Friday night, and you... We made it to Friday. Yay! And you are tuned to page one with LaVar and Mary. So glad that we could be with you on this Friday. We got a lot of stuff tonight. Um, so, uh, just to kind of give you a heads up. Uh, of course, we'll have our host chat here momentarily. Almanac on the way. Uh, I have a retro moment before the retro moment of the week tonight. And then um, we will take a look at what is trending. Got potpourri thats stories that usually kind of don't fit in any particular category on the show. Then I got a special top 10 list for you that I found uh, that was quite interesting. And I'm pretty sure that some of you will agree with what's on these top 10 lists, but we'll do that. And then, tonight, Smoking Gun Files, and then we have After Dark, later on tonight. Found an interesting topic. New Orleans! Yes. (laughs) So this is going to be an action-packed, full show tonight. So I'm going to get started right away by welcoming in my wonderful friend Mary. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Although I feel like I'm going to be very, very busy here shortly. Uh, just a little bit. Yes and no. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> no. It, it's just a lot of stuff that needs to be done right before Thanksgiving uh, because that's on the way next week. Uh, we will be with you the day after Thanksgiving on Black Friday, or as I like I to be say, about Black Friday. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> or as I like to say, Black Friday. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, that is next week and then yeah I'm kind of excited see this is now the stretch period of time that I get excited about because one there's Thanksgiving there's food I think all of us can agree when there's food involved we all get happy Um, inner husky kid in us I'm not going to say the inner fat kid because that would be the non PC thing uh, so the inner husky kid <laughs> gets a little happy about Thanksgiving, and then it's the start of the Christmas season. Now you can play your music. <laughs> um, so yeah, and it's that stretch toward the end of the year. I think it also makes us a little bit reflective too, because it's hard to believe that we are now closing in toward the end of another year. It seems like we were just at this stage last year. So. A little crazy, mm-hmm. man. Very, very crazy. Um, but, no, I'm, I am excited it's the weekend. I'm pretty sure you are, too. How is the weather out there in the West?
2: Um, if you ask normal people, it's fine. But then you ask people that live out here, it's so cold. <laughs> I think we got up to 50 today.
1: Hold I up. will trade you for what I have. No, thanks. I'm good. (laughs) As I am sure that folks, if you're listening to us in Buffalo, New York tonight, you will trade anybody for what you have. I'm not sure if you saw the pictures from there um, where the bills play, but the snow is insane. Um, No, it brought back nightmares of snow here. I know some portions of the Midwest are getting (laughs) snow, but I'm kind of, I don't want to hear that yet, don't want to see it, so, yeah. Um, I almost feel we should bring back the the weather uh, forecast for the nation. Maybe we'll do that on Friday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we got la, 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 la.
2: almost up to 60 today, so, you know, there were people that were probably freaking out because we were at 60 degrees, but, you know. You do what you got to do, I guess.
1: So is that considered, once again, uh, sweatshirt and shorts weather? Uh, To me, yes. To normal people out
2: here, it's parka weather.
1: Well, see, you're out in the west, so you're used to a warmth. So when you get to, you know, at this point, winter, your skin's a little bit more softer than it would be. But here's here's the killer part. Some people from out there are from the midwest. So I don't know what happened in between your move from here to go out there, and then all of a sudden you became so sensitive to the cold. I think that warmth has pretty much kind of spoiled you a little bit, but I know some traditional I, – I,
2: Probably. Yeah.
1: I, I I do know that I do – I know some people who live in Arizona who said that they move back here, uh, or when they come back here in the winter, they, they haven't been used to it in a while. So pretty much them having to go through cold. Um, it's like, it's that hit to your face again, where it's like you haven't had it. So now you got it again. But yeah, I gotta tell you, we a person to the Midwest. I don't feel bad for you. <laughs> 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 but I will delve straight into the almanac because today is November 18th. Um, We are pretty much past the halfway point of the month, which is scary. Seems like we just started it. Uh, But today is National Princess Day. So if you dress as a princess or you consider yourself a princess or you, I don't know. (laughs) That's for anybody. If you consider yourself one, it's your day. Uh, It's also National Vichy Swat Day, Mickey Mouse's birthday, Substitute Educator Day. I always felt bad for the substitute teacher in uh, school. They were not well respected. <laughs> but it is your day. Uh, tomorrow is National Carbonated Beverage with Caffeine Day. It's also National Adoption Day and National Play Monopoly Day. Uh, I know that you do not like Monopoly because of how long it can be.
2: I like Monopoly, I just don't like playing Monopoly with people I like.
1: Oh.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I like Monopoly, but if I'm playing with you, that means I don't like you. (laughs) Oh. Or it's
1: family.
2: Monopoly ruins friendships. So you're either family or I don't like you.
1: Is that Monopoly that ruins friendships, or is it really Uno?
2: Yes, to both. I'm going to go with both
1: on that one. See, spades just brings up bad feelings, and pretty much for a while you're mad at each other because if you undercut somebody or you cut your partner, uh, you're kind of pissed. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Yeah, but that's kind um, of your
3: own
2: fault at that point, too. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, I'll, I'll admit that, um, and especially if you have a partner that doesn't know how to play. So there's a few games. Mm-hmm. I swear we did a top five list on this. We've done this show for so long. I swear we did a top five on, like, maybe we have it. Like games that could pretty much break up friendships or families. And I think those are three of them right there. Um, <laughs> I think Domino's <laughs> is probably another one that I've heard. So pretty hard feelings uh, from those people. <laughs> and then on Sunday. Very
2: passionate.
1: Yeah. Sunday is National Absurdity Day. It is also National Child's Day, National Peanut Butter Fudge Day, and then on Monday it brings us National Gingerbread Cookie Day, National Red Mitten Day, National Stuffing Day. Funny story with that is that I don't call stuffing stuffing. Uh, those of us and me and my cousins out there who listen in know that we call it dressing. Uh, and I this week got. Another taste of, you know, one of those things, it's kind of like some portions of the U.S., you call uh, things soda or pop, depending on where you grew up at. And I was sitting with someone mm-hmm. having a Thanksgiving, pre-Thanksgiving meal, which consisted of what some people would think was stuffing. It was not. I'm telling you right now. It wasn't seasoned, and it looked like somebody just took breadcrumbs, pulverized them, added some celery, and called it stuffing. And, um I was like, yeah, the dressing's not that good. And they thought I was talking about the dressing on the salad. And yeah. I was like, no, nope, I'm actually talking about mm-hmm. the stuffing. And they were like, oh. And I was like, once again, that was that little reminder that um, there are some people that call it dressing. There are some that call it stuffing. So um, if you are having Thanksgiving with one of my cousins out there this year and they ask about the dressing, it's not the stuff on the salad. Uh, Tuesday it's National Cranberry Relish Day Uh, this brings a big debate every year because some people like the jellied cranberries prefer the cranberry relish or the cranberries as a whole um I'm going to take it. That you prefer the jellied cranberry.
2: I don't know what cranberry relish would be. I've never had it, so I can't say that I prefer it.
1: Okay, that's fine. Well, on November twenty second, you can celebrate National Cranberry Relish Day. Uh, okay. Any any way you want to. <laughs> and <then on> <laughs> <when>? <laughs> yeah, uh, and that and. That theme is not going to stop because on November 23rd, next Wednesday, it is National Cashew Day. It is National Eat a Cranberry Day. It is National Jukebox Day. I love that. Uh, it is Jukebox Taiwan Hero. Day. Huh? Jukebox Hero. Yeah, I, I was going to say <laughs> it, but I, I, I knew you would probably. No, I knew you were going to say it. Uh, and it is also National Espresso Day on the 23rd. And then, of course, November 24th, it's, now here's the thing, November 24th is National Day of Mourning, National Sardines Day. So if you are a sardine fan and you want some on Thanksgiving, go right ahead. Um, Of course, it's Thanksgiving and also turkey-free Thanksgiving. Now, next Friday, I'm going to give you a heads up. I mean, we'll be with you, but next Friday, there's a lot of days. Besides it being Black Friday, Reminder Day, National Play Day with Dad, National Parfait Day, Blase Day, Flossing Day, Maze Day, National Native American Heritage Day, Your Welcome Giving Day, and National Day of Listening. Uh, All of those are next Friday. So just a heads up for you. And
2: then next Saturday is the most important day of my year.
1: I'm giving you the floor. Oh, come on.
2: It's the Ohio State Michigan game.
1: Come on. Oh, oh, sorry. I thought we were going to talk about Small Business Saturday, which was the Saturday after Thanksgiving. There's it's also, also national, that, too, but no. It's also National <laughs> Cake Day that day. It's National Cake Day. Mm. That might be a little larger yeah. than Michigan Ohio State.
2: Um, I'll argue with you on that one, but you know what? I'm not going to be mad at you about it. How's that?
3: Okay. <laughs> I if I lose it,
2: that argument, it? I'm still okay with it. <laughs> uh, yes.
1: um, has it come that fast? Are we already kind of like toward the end of the college football year? Oh, uh-huh. mm-hmm, hmm It's always uh, around
2: Thanksgiving. The Michigan game is always around Thanksgiving.
1: I have to figure out if we could get someone on here. Um, that is an Ohio State fan. And we can have a two-minute debate about why you think your school is tops. Um, I, I just want to kind of see, because I don't think I've ever really seen that. You, know, you see, like, um, you know, I, or, you know what, better yet, cool to have, you know, Michigan fan, Ohio State fan. And to see if you could answer the first person to five that can answer a question about the other person's school. How mm-hmm. well rounded are you? <laughs> hmm. I don't think That would be a tough one. Win.
2: I'm not gonna lie. That would be tough for me.
1: <clears throat> yeah, so I don't know if anybody could do that. Um if you are, you're well rounded. But if not eh <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it's expected. I think I would expect no one to be able to answer anything about you know um, a place that they don't like or if you call it by the direction that it is that that place up north or that place out there or whatever and yeah I I don't expect it so mm-hmm. um, but getting into what we uh, were going to talk about tonight the big thing that everyone has been discussing is the debacle and I'm going to call it that. Uh, the debacle with Ticketmaster as they had to cancel the public sale of Taylor Swift's tour, citing a high demand for tickets. Uh, everyone is starting to range in on this, including Bruce Springsteen. And what pretty much happened, if you did not hear, was that Ticketmaster said on Thursday that it canceled the public sale of tickets for her the Errors tour. Uh, and it said, in quote, that due to extraordinarily high demands on ticketing systems, an insufficient remaining ticket inventory to meet the demand. Tomorrow's public sale on sale for Taylor Swift's The Eras Tour has been canceled. Um, pretty much, if you watched online, there was a sometimes heartbreaking pre-sale rush for uh, tickets that frustrated a lot of fans and people who were on hold for hours. We're talking probably like a full day's job, eight hours, only to be denied or booted out of the system. And those seeking tickets were pretty much subjected to hour-long waits and a website that sometimes crashed, sending them back to the beginning of a a virtual queue with thousands ahead of them. And uh, she had added 17 dates to the U.S. tour, which kicks off in March in Arizona and ends in August in Los Angeles. The tour will consist of 52 concerts. Uh, in a full statement, Ticketmaster said the pre-sale broke site records and acknowledged that it hadn't offered the smooth ticket buying experience it had hoped for. And in a kind of a postmortem of everything that occurred today, uh, now comes word that you know a lot of people are blaming. And, and this was the first thing I think I thought about was the experience of bots and. If you are familiar with that, um, I know that Mary is the the tech guru here. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, is that what occurred? Uh, and by the way, Live Nation, which merged with Ticketmaster in twenty ten, has faced long standing criticism about uh, you know what they do in, within the entertainment industry. But um, they're saying that. Uh, bots were to blame exactly for the demand. And it brings mm-hmm. to mind now that should we now change because even Congress is calling for investigations into this, should we now change the process by which tickets, because should one entity really have that much power when it comes to selling tickets to concerts and events? You know, I Are remember you saying back like
2: just that having only like one outlet, like only you can only get them through Ticketmaster.
1: I'm guessing so. And this is what I'm thinking because I'm like, here's the problem with that. And I know there's gonna be a problem if you spread it across, but if there are particular ticket agencies, you know, maybe they could get uh, see and I don't know how you can really fix it because it's kinda of like one entity has a hold over this, it could put like ridiculous taxes and fees because both you and I have bought tickets from Ticketmaster, you know I remember back in the day when it was Ticketron also, but I um, don't want to show my age. Um, <laughs> but it just seems like there's got to be a better way for concerts and tours besides what you saw occur this past week because it's not—I mean—it's the first time that something like that has occurred to that value, but we have seen where different events or special events have been taken over by these bots or by these conglomerates of people who snap up all of these tickets and then try to sell them back off at a ridiculous price. You were hearing of brokers who were online snapping up these tickets and selling some for as much as thousand Mm -hmm. There's got to be a better way, or should these companies like Ticketmaster or Live Nation – Um, be pretty much regulated to where this is a fair and free process, or maybe there should have been a lottery. Is there anything that could have been done to prevent what happened with this? Uh, Yes and no, unfortunately. I think that part of
2: it, yes, it could have been, some of it could have been avoided. I'm not saying all of it, Um, because when it comes to like, like the box, um, there should have been something in place to verify that the person that's buying the ticket is a human being, Um, which is a failure on whoever was doing, you know, like that part of the ticket buying experience. It's gotten weird. I don't like getting tickets through Ticketmaster. When I did um, when Hamilton, an American musical, came through Las Vegas, and I wanted to get tickets, they set up something similar to Ticketmaster, where you had to had a virtual line, and you had you know you got into line. The thing was, though, when you got into line, you had to put in a name and a phone number. So if you lost your place in line, like if something happened, they would call you back and say, your place in line was blank. We will put you back in that place. It happened to me twice while I was waiting. And I ended up getting my tickets that I wanted to go and see. Um, I don't know why Ticketmaster can't use something like that, considering Smith Center is a much smaller venue than Ticketmaster. And they, they handled it with grace. I mean, you know, so I, it's a tough call. It's something that needs to be taken care of. It needs to be looked at. It needs to be evaluated better. Do better. That's what it's going to come down to. The issue is how. How do we do better? And that's that's a tough call. That is a tough call regardless of who you are. But yeah, I don't. I don't think that anybody should be allowed to get more than, like, there's no reason that anyone needs 16 tickets, right? Ever. Well,
1: I mean, you may have. So like, there should a be a limit. Of,
2: there should be a cap on it.
1: I mean, but you do have like, uh, especially in this case of Taylor Swift's fans, where you know it might be a group of girls from the same school, might be 20 of them all getting together. Anybody want to all get sit in the same row and sit together? Um,
2: but if they're all human. They can buy their own tickets.
1: But will you be guaranteed that you all sit together?
2: Oh, when? <laughs> are you really like you're going to the concert, right? So that's great. Do, do you really need to sit together? Like, are you really that
1: So what should the Think about
2: it? Like, come on.
1: So what should the cap be?
2: Normal family size is what? Between four and six, right? So go six. Okay. That okay. way, most families, if you're going to have more than one girl go or more than one guy go or more than one person go, you know, you're going to end up with a couple. Usually people go in pairs, right? Right? Do they? I say six. Six is a good number.
1: I've been to to concerts on my own, so I wouldn't know. I've never been with anybody.
2: (laughs) Oh, I have too. However, (laughs) most of us, we're weirdos. You know this. You also have a podcast. Um, No, but a lot of people do go in pairs. Like they want to bring a friend or they want to go to something else. Like I went to the comedy. I went to a comedy show with a friend because they didn't want to go by themselves. And that was great. Like, so going in pairs is nice, but it again going back to standard families are anywhere between four and six. Not like a Catholic Nova, no 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 uh, offense to Catholics, but they tend to have like families.
3: Um,
2: but if you do six, and then you go get back in line if you need to do another six, and I'm not against that. But there's no reason that anybody should get to be able to get in line and then go. I'd like to buy 45 tickets, please.
1: <laughs> I might have a lot of cousins. You know, <laughs> we're all Swifty fans. <laughs> <laughs> don't know. But, uh, no, you're right. I mean, there probably should be a cap somewhere. I don't know if this could have been better or could have been worse. And and I know that Live Nation and that Ticketmaster are saying that, you know, everybody comes to them because they are one of the largest conglomerates for tickets. I just feel that, you know, at this point, I don't know, and I thought about it, because I was like, if you split it up, then what's going to happen is you're going to have some people, you know, going to where whoever's got the best tickets and then it will probably it, it will probably still overload. I just thought it probably could have been done better. Maybe you could have, like, a lottery. And, you know, people put in and then request how many tickets they want ahead of time. Once they win that lottery, you know, then you do a secondary lottery for their place in line once the sales start. And then at that point, you know, there you go. You're on your way. So if you know one venue has fifty thousand, you know, you do you know, the lottery for that city for that particular venue and call and get it. And they got whoever gets that lottery gets first come, first serve. Minimum uh four to six tickets. Done. we'll see. I don't know. Uh I don't think it will be the last time, but it's a lesson learned, and hopefully Ticketmaster learns theirs. But one note to you, Ticketmaster, you got to lower the tax, man. Tax is insane. Um, yeah. yeah. Coming up uh, on the other side, uh, we've got the retro moment of the week coming up in a few minutes. Uh, there's a difference. This is retro moment time, um, but retro moment of the week coming up in a few minutes And then on the other side, uh, Andrew Garfield came out with an interesting uh, interview this week in which he talked about a regret that he had that he didn't do by the age of 40. Uh, And then we will do uh, Potpourri. Uh, We'll have that special top ten list. And then we will have our Smoky Gun Files. And then After Dark, later, uh, a little bit past the top of the next hour, Uh, But I wanted to go first into our retro moment in time. Uh, Before I do, I will play you this clip from history.
4: From Dallas, Texas, the flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, some 38 minutes ago. Vice President Lyndon Johnson has left the hospital in uh, Dallas, but we do not know uh, to where he has proceeded. Uh, Presumably, he will be taking the oath of office shortly and become uh, the 36th President of the United States.
1: We all remember that clip of Walter Cronkite announcing the death of JFK 59 years ago this upcoming Tuesday on November 22nd. A lot of tapes get lost to history, and if you've ever gone online and you have studied tapes from that day and you studied other moments from that day, perhaps probably the most to the point, uh, not shocking, but to the point and probably best um, observation about that day didn't come from Walter Cronkite, in my opinion. A lot of it came from David Brinkley. Uh, one half of the Huntley Brinkley report on NBC, who after a long day gave his observation in regards to what happened on November 22nd, 1963. And to a lot of scholars who probably uh, go back, I think you could put that now in time with a lot of things that happened today. But for it happening in 1963, it was a shock and the whole time and the uh, expediency of everything that happened that day really left people for a whirl. And it gives you a, a glimpse into exactly, you know, a moment in which a lot of people think that the United States at that moment uh, kind of had to grow up in an age of television. A lot of things differently changed. David Brinkley, as always, in his uh, To the Point Matter, uh, gave us ex- exactly what the mindset was of those people and around uh, I think it was midnight eastern time as he wrapped up the day's coverage on NBC. We'll play that clip and we'll be right back.
4: We're about to wind this up for tonight because about all that could happen on one day has for some final reflection on one of the more horrible days in American history you find there is a great deal that could be said about the political and other changes we can look forward to now, but I think it would be bad taste to go into that now, and I won't. It has all been shocking, but perhaps one element in the shock was the speed by the Washington clock. At a little after one o'clock this afternoon, President Kennedy was about as alive as any human being ever gets, young, strong, Vigorous, looking forward to no doubt five more years, he hoped, of leadership in this country and of the Western world. His wife, young, beautiful, looking very happy, was beside him and seeming to be having a wonderful time and leaning across the back seat of the car to say to him, you can't say Dallas hasn't been friendly to you. That was a little after one o'clock. Five hours later, at six o'clock, Mr. Kennedy had been murdered Lyndon Johnson was president of the United States. Mrs. Kennedy was a widow, a brave and composed one that nobody could fail to admire. All of them were back in Washington, returning in the same airplane that took them to Texas to an incredible tragedy. And the sheer speed of it was just too fast for the senses. Roosevelt, dead of a stroke, came back here from Warm Springs, Georgia, in a train, the sides of it draped in black crape. It steamed majestically across the southern landscape toward Washington, taking a little time about it and giving everybody a time to think a bit about what had happened. But not today. There is seldom any time to think anymore, and today there was none. In about four hours, we had gone from President Kennedy in Dallas alive to back in Washington dead and a new president in his place. There is no more news here tonight, and really no more to say, except that what has happened today has been just too much, too ugly, and too fast. Right. Thank you, Dave.
1: True words never spoken from David Brinkley, who always gave it to us straight, especially on November 22, 1963. Retro moment of the week is next. On the other side, we will join you with more Page 1 well with LaVar and Mary. Stay tuned.
0: Flavorful golden brown turkey is the crowning glory of your holiday dinner table. And real butter helps you serve a butter-baked masterpiece. Here's how to butter-bake your turkey. After stuffing the bird, pat lots of soft butter all over, especially on the drumsticks, breast, and wings. Next, cover the entire turkey with cheesecloth dipped in melted butter to protect it from shrinking in your oven. Then bake it slowly, without a lid. Never higher than 300 to 325 degrees. Every half hour, baste with butter. When it's golden brown, you'll serve your family and guests the juiciest, tenderest turkey ever, because you use butter. This year, bake your holiday turkey the American Dairy Association way, with real butter. house it goes with a great big basket of goodies and some boxes of cheerios over the river and through the woods with each tasty golden o the horse knows the way to carry the slave so it gets upset in the snow what you looking for stranger i'm missing a box of cheerios what's it look like it's about yi by yi and it's got a big g on the front is yellow buck? Yup, inside it's got tasty, toasty oats of golden oats. You said it's delicious with milk or cream and sugar. Sensational. Is this it? Hey, it's empty. That's funny, I'm not. Say, hey, you must be full of gold power now. So what? I'll show you, so what.
3: What can be keeping that
0: boy? Here I am, Granny. Oh, wrinkled
3: baby.
0: Remember, the big G stands for goodness. Also for grandma. <laughs> You're listening to Page One, Page one. with Lavar and Mary, your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's Lavar and Mary.
1: Back with you on this Friday night for page one with Lamar Mary, November 18th, 2022. I got to tell you, uh, those national uh, dairy farmers did not stop at anything from having you put a lot of butter on that turkey.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not sure. You need uh, to baste it in butter and don't put a cap on it, but put more butter on it. And then once yeah. you rubbed butter on it, you should put some butter in the basing so that you can butter it up some more. It like, wow.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then and serve
2: it with butter to dip so that you can dip the butter in butter.
1: Right. So, you <laughs> might as well, just carved a turkey out of butter. It just made a butter turkey. Pretty much it. Oh, and add a yeah. cheesecloth on top. Soaked <laughs> in butter. Soaked in butter. Do people still do that? God, I hope not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for tofur, tofurkey, turkey,
1: whatever. I, know I don't know. People turkey. do a lot of. Yeah, you'll say I know a lot of people who do some cooking, and I'll have to ask them if that was really, or still is the healthiest thing to do—is put a bunch of butter on a turkey. I, I don't know. Um. The. Bullwinkle Cheerios commercial uh, pretty much was because November nineteenth, uh, nineteen fifty nine, Rocky and his friends debuted on ABC. Uh, so Bullwinkle's been around for a little bit. But that's amazing how they always was Rocky was the star of the show. My that's voice why he's any better.
3: first.
1: It's
2: yeah. Rocky and Bullwinkle.
1: Yes. If I could do my Rocky Impersonation or Bullwinkle one if my voice was in better fit. I probably would for you tonight, but I won't I'll save you that um, Andrew Garfield um, Told GQ magazine uh, In an interview published on Wednesday because he turns 40 next year uh, He have he seemed to be having a similar sense of anxiety about approaching his milestone birthday uh, yet instead of feeling frustrated by his uh, career uh, aspirations He said that he, quote, feels some guilt about not succumbing to the societal obligation of procreating. He says, I always thought I would be the first to have kids and settle down. And his friends, who are also turning 40, all shacked up and a couple of kids deep for the most part. And I'm like, he continued trailing off and laughing. I'm here with you, eating a burger, just contemplating existence, trying to fill my days with as much nonsense as I possibly can. He said he has tried to release himself, quote, from the societal obligation of procreating by the time that he's 40, which he acknowledged was, quote, easier for him as a man, more about accepting a different path than what was kind of expected of him from birth. He says by the time you have done this and you will have had at least one child, that kind of thing, I think I have some guilt around that. Uh, His comments come after his ex-girlfriend, Emma Stone, had a baby last year with her husband, uh, Saturday Night Live writer uh, Dave McCary. Although he does not mention Stone in his interview with GQ, he does seem to retain a friendly relationship uh, with his co- amazing Spider-Man co-star, who he dated from 2011 to 2015. Uh, as a matter of fact, he said that Stone's quote, still texts him. It was even battering him for Spider-Man had no way home spoilers. Uh, his reflection on potential children also comes after the death of his mother, Lynn, who died in 2019. Uh, he says that life seems to be a uh perpetual practice of letting stuff go. That's the clean version. Uh, Letting go of an idea of how a thing should look or be or feel. And that one's a big one to let go. Of course, uh, he always loved his mom. Uh, He wanted her to have met his kids. He says, if I'm not, if I'm going to have kids and she will in spirit, she'll be there for it. I know she's there for all the big ones. Um, It brings to mind probably a question here. Um, Did you ever feel an obligation to be at a certain place in life? And if you didn't reach it at a certain point, did you feel some guilt about it?
2: I mean, I think any human being would in some way, shape, or form think that they needed to hit some kind of milestone. Not always about kids, but just in general, like you should, you know, have your career set by this date or you should be really, you know, like focusing on family or you should be, you know, you have bought your house or if you, whatever the case may be. Um, I think every human, well, let's back it up. I won't say every human. Every American in our society feels like there's something that they have to hit the milestone for. If I had thinking, to
1: yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I'm thinking, you know, at times I know, you know, especially if you are a male, there's this expectation that you should and it's for women too, but sometimes it's the same for men, that you should be at a certain point in your life. Uh, or that you need to be. Um you know, if you are just for women too, and I know they have the same issues, but once you reach that thirty-five, forty, and you don't have kids, people start to ask that proverbial "why." Why don't you? You know, mm-hmm. what's wrong with you? You didn't mm-hmm. have it, and then you feel like it's you earlier have to for women,
2: actually. Yeah. It's, it's much earlier for women.
1: Yeah, much earlier for women, but for guys, it's kind of like that. What's wrong with you? Because it it happens earlier for women, later for guys. Um, And then sometimes if you are a guy and you reach that 40th plateau, comes for some the whole thing of if it doesn't happen by a certain point, then I'm good with it. But especially for those of us that have parents who wanted us to have kids or if you have a small family, there's that kind of push and expectation, you know, mm-hmm. and you get that, you know, cause I, I get it sometimes where it's like, Hey, you would have made a great dad, you know, what happened, you know, but I will honestly tell you on a personal level, you know, for me, um, I had a feeling in the back of my mind that if I had gotten to a certain point, not saying I'm not, I'm never going to rule it out. But when I got to a certain point, that if it didn't happen, I would have to be okay with that. That, you know, and people around me would have to be okay with that. Um, you know, uh, the calendar says never say never, um, but there are particular things that in reality you kind of have to think about. And for him, heck, he's Andrew Garfield. I'm pretty sure he will have a ton of opportunities between now and 40 <laughs> Uh, For those of us who are not Andrew Garfield, um, we may not get that chance, or if we do, it happens at certain points. So I don't know. I'm not – you never, I guess, rule it out, but, yeah, you do feel some societal pressures, uh, especially when you go places. And even if you're not married, you know, why aren't you married yet? Uh, When are you getting married? Yeah, remember
2: George
1: Clooney? Yeah. And even then, society puts that pressure on us when you have a kid because they'll be like, what are you having the next kid? What are you giving so-and-so a little brother or sister? And there's so much pressure whether you're single, whether you have kids, or whether you don't have kids. And society just kind of get off people's back because sometimes, as I once told a friend, who they had, you know, their son, and she felt bad because the pressure of it led to, you know, um, issues conceiving for a second. And as I told her, you can't let the outside forces dictate where you should be. If life gives you one, it's for a reason. You know, you find your happiness throughout. And this person was a teacher. And I said, maybe your, quote, other kids were the kids that you teach. You never know, you know, if he gives you three, five, ten, twelve, definitely making the most of his (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: well, yeah, let McCannon
2: just give you one of his kids. It'll be fine. Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: Just brought one from Nick. You won't miss it anywhere. Good <laughs> man. I think twelve is on the way. Coming soon. That's is insane. it twelve? I thought it was eleven, yeah. but I you no, know what? The fact that it's the... double digits is wrong. He just had the eleventh. Twelfth is on the way. Uh, and that is insane. Um uh, but hey, whatever. Nick's gonna be Nick and the people with them are going to be them. Um, taking a look at what is trending on Twitter tonight, Twitter itself was trending for a while yesterday because a lot of people thought it was coming to an end. Uh, Twitter ain't going nowhere, folks. I'm telling you that now. Uh, and, and pretty much Elon Musk is trolling all of you, but at the same time, Elon – yeah, I'm not even going to start again this week. You already know how I feel about that one, but – uh, it is what it is. Uh, trending tonight on Twitter, SmackDown is trending. Um, also, the uh, Bull- Chicago Bulls are trending. Uh, that always worries me, but unfortunately, the Bulls fall short against the Orlando Magic tonight. One hundred eight, one hundred seven. This came after Billy Donovan pretty much called out his uh, or called on his trio of All Stars. To step up as the Bulls have continued to fall behind early in games um, and the Bulls who had a promising start last year and were pretty much kind of uh, favored to do some things here this year just have not been able to get off the schneid here and um, they are uh, kind of struggling here early in the season. Uh, Blue Bloods is also trending as that's on tonight. Uh, also trending tonight, um, along with some of the college games and some of the NBA games, uh, taking a quick look here sports-wise, um, my White Sox were trending. I don't want to know why. I'm not going to click on that. <laughs> <laughs> I will not. Uh, and then, will you play uh, also, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, And then I saw uh, Pretty much uh, Christina Aguilera trending And I know why Uh, She was at the Latin Grammys I don't think she is going to age Uh, She still looks the same I don't know what deal she made Or with who She's looking good And um, yeah Christina still looks like Christina Like I said You know I feel old now because most of those pop stars from the early 2000s, everything now that's out by them is going to be like 25 years old. Or 20. Yeah, it's considered and, classic. Yeah, which is scary. Um, but yeah, she still looks like when she came out. Uh, and then also trending. Um, LSAT's were uh, trending. Um, the American Bar Association panel has voted to drop a requirement that law school applicants take the LSAT or another standardized admissions test. So mm. that is something very interesting to watch in regards to education in this country, because it seems now that a lot of these places or institutions are no longer um, relying on these tests uh, to figure out if someone is good enough to get in, which I'm conflicted because not a lot of people were good test takers. I never was from getting into a higher-end school. Uh, But unfortunately, over the years for a lot of people, it did. Uh, And I think a lot of schools are seeing that now, of the quality of students that they lose out. Uh, because they have to base it off of those tests. So, yeah, Uh, that's the things that are trending tonight. And if there's anything else that trends before we get off the air, of course, we'll always let you know. But a couple of quick stories that I wanted to kind of uh, go through tonight, because this was actually interesting. This is always a good story about what would you do in this moment. I think you and I always talked about That, you know, if you found money that wasn't yours, you would do the right thing, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You slowly answered that.
3: Anyway, (laughs) um,
1: there was a very interesting story that came out. Uh, On November 10th, a story about a man named Anuar G was published in the German newspaper Bild. And in the article, he recounted a series of events that led him straight to the hand hotchos of the German confectionery company Herbo, or Herbo. Uh He said that one day after visiting his mother, he was making his way through the Burrestatt Neuron light rail station stop in Frankfurt, Germany. And by the way, if I pronounce this wrong, please don't at me. I'll try my best. <laughs> uh, when something caught his eye he spotted a little piece of paper flapping in the wind, and it turned out to be a check made out to Haribo for a little more than $4.81 million. (gasps) The check from DZ Bank was issued by the German supermarket chain Rue to Haribo for what must have been more gummy bears, as they said that any single man would know what to do with. But he still did the responsible thing and contacted Haribo. When a lawyer for the candy company got back to him, uh, he said he was asked to destroy the check and send photographic proof of it, which he did. A few days later, Haribo sent him a thank you in the mail for helping them out. Six bags of Haribo gummies. According to what Ottawa has told Bill, he said, and I quote, I'm going to say it in German first, and like I said, if I say it wrong, please forgive me. But he said, Das von ich schon etwas. It translates from German to English as, I thought it was a bit cheap. (laughs) (laughs) Haribo keeps its true earnings under gummy lock and key, but Forbes has estimated that the company's revenue has exceeded $3 billion. So how do you like that for doing the honest thing in returning a check to Haribo? Six gummy bears that you can probably buy at Dollar Tree worth net six bucks.
2: I know, right? Like, I'm not expecting him to get, like, millions of dollars. But, like, dude, that was a multi-million dollar check. Not that he could have cashed it. But a multi-million dollar check that all they had to do was be like, you know what? Here's 100 bucks. That's probably in petty cash.
1: Yeah. Kind of get bad. So sup- ridiculous. Yeah, it was It was pretty bad. <laughs>
2: Did
1: it come in a golden by, box? No. Yeah, something. You know, got to give you some more gummies than that. How about like a year's supply of gummies, man? You know, like send me something every month. I, I, I can deal with that. Nice little check here. Nice little, hey, you saved us a $4.81 million. Uh, I mean, they would have eventually got one. It was the oddest thing to do. But, yeah. I just loved how you said I thought it was a bit cheap. Uh, <laughs> by the way, uh, Christmas. I know for some of you, you'll be putting up your tree. This from our yay or nay file. Miller Lite has quite a gift waiting under the tree for beer lovers this year. It's a new Christmas tree keg stand. The tree stand, basically, which is a small table used to support the tree, can fit around a quarter barrel keg beneath it. The design quote makes it seem as if beer is being poured from the tree. Uh, available online for forty nine ninety nine starting November tenth. Uh, the limited edition keg stand is the newest addition to the company's annual holiday lineup, which has included ugly holiday sweaters and beanies, as well as the popular Beer Mitz, which is a six-pack of round-tree ornaments with the Miller Life logo that fit around 12-ounce cans of beer. The stand will support a tree that weighs up to 150 pounds or a five-foot evergreen tree complete with lights and ornaments, according to the company. And it is, quote, playing off the success of Beer Mitz, making beer part of the holiday. Uh, the holiday line is meant to target consumers during a season that traditionally boosts liquor sales in general at the expense of beer, according to the blog post. Yay or day to a uh, Christmas tree uh, stand that doubles as a beer cake. <laughs> I mean,
2: not, a, not something I would get because I'm not a beer person. Um, but I'm not against it. <laughs>
1: Uh, yes, I, I, so, yes. so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, pardon me, but that is for uh, the, the true beer lovers out there. Um, had a top ten list that I thought was pretty interesting that I found, and I know that Mary loves her top ten list. <laughs> but maybe maybe. but uh, there was a list out and, uh, and now my voice is not giving way here live radio but pardon me but out came a list of the top 10 sounds that we love to hear and the 10 that we hate uh, you gov polled 1,000 Americans to find out what their favorite and least favorite sounds were. Can you guess the ones that we hate the most? Uh, All I want for Christmas is you? (laughs) (laughs) The ones that we hate. So I'm going to go down the list. Sorry, Sorry,
2: sorry, sorry.
1: So at number 10, They said that they hate when someone clicks their tongue really loud. That was 54%. Hmm. Number nine was teeth grinding at 55%. At number eight, farting followed at number seven, uh, 64%. Slurping was at number six. At number five was snoring. Number four, when someone smacks their gum. Number three loud talking number two chewing with your mouth open <laughs> and the number one sound that people hate it the most nails on a chalkboard 79% huh. wow
2: does
1: chalkboard even exist nowadays
2: no they're whiteboards now
1: well I gotta be whiteboards
2: <laughs> Uh
1: <laughs> And then came the sounds that people thought were the most relaxing. At number 10, the sound of a pencil on paper was at number 10.
2: Rain is somewhere in there. It's got to (laughs) be.
1: At number nine, pages turning in a book was relaxing. Uh, Mm -hmm. Laughter in general was at number eight. Number seven, I'm surprised that was on this list because I consider it more annoying then it would be relaxing, but a person humming was at number seven. At number six, yeah, it. Heart, it Yes, at number seven, a person humming was a sound that people like. Um, what was that song years ago where that uh, the people were, were like, "Who made that song?" That's gonna bother me. <laughs> I think it was grammy nominated but anyway uh at number six a car engine humming was there at number five a ticking clock number four water uh droplets at number three a baby laughing number two singing i'm assuming that they meant good singing and at number one was rain so the rain
2: was in there
1: yes so rain didn't make the list uh, those were the top noises that people love to listen to. Um, we're coming up at the top of the hour. I am actually going to play one additional retro moment because <laughs> it, it's it's a follow-up kind of to um, – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let Mary pick this because I didn't even tell her. I have either one additional retro moment, uh, Thanksgiving retro moment, Uh, you can either have your pick of one more from the Butter Association or one from Coca-Cola for Thanksgiving. For Thanksgiving?
3: Let's do Coca-Cola.
1: You're going to do Coca-Cola. Okay, well this is a very old one um, from Coca-Cola back in the early I think 50s if I'm not mistaken. But one more retro moment. On the other side, we will have uh, after dark, and before that, uh, we will also have uh, from the Smoky Gun Files. So stay tuned. Uh, uh,
3: um, uh, what are you doing
0: here? You ought to be outside with the rest of the kids.
4: This is where Thanksgiving really begins, isn't it, Edgar? Well, now if you're referring to the aroma of roast turkey, I concur.
2: No, no, Ray, I was talking about the kitchen. It looks like a real center of hospitality.
0: Did you say hospitality? Uh huh. That's one thing we're always prepared for around here. Help yourself. Wouldn't this be a good time for you and your guests to have Coca-Cola, too? Yes, and Coca-Cola is so delicious, so refreshing, so tempting to any guest when you bring out those familiar bottles with tiny beads of moisture running down their frosty sides, assuring you that the Coke inside is really ice cold. And the good the gracious, the friendly homes of America are always prepared for hospitality. Not only on Thanksgiving Day, but every day all the year around, no matter who comes to call or who happens to drop in. And one of the easiest, simplest, and surest ways in the world to be prepared for hospitality is to have plenty of Coca-Cola in your refrigerator, ice cold and ready to serve, all the time. It's a wonderful way to say to folks, so glad you came. Welcome
1: anytime. Ah uh, yes. So you're not a welcoming person if you don't have any Coke in your fridge.
2: <laughs> oh, well, then I'm not a welcoming
1: person. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> uh, before we get to the after dark tonight, um, a couple of things, because I know Mary loves from the uh, smoking I gun do. files. <laughs> <laughs> so there are three here. Um that one is a second story that we kind of did the first time around, but it's another one that just happened. So you can be the judge of what is worst. Our first story from the Smoking Gun Files. After being arrested for stealing a wallet that a patron mistakenly left on a Waffle House counter, Juanita uh, Morton reportedly confessed to the theft and gave cops an explanation for her actions. She declared the money was calling to me. According to the Florida police, The victim paid their Waffle House tab early Monday morning but forgot their wallet on the counter. The wallet, get this, the wallet contained credit cards and $2,286 in cash. As recorded by a security camera, the 47-year-old Morton was seen on video looking around, putting her hat on top of the victim's wallet on the counter. She then slipped the hat and wallet into her hands with discretion. She then quickly leaves the establishment while her husband and child are left inside the restaurant to pay. Morton, who works at a nursing home, lives about eight miles from the Waffle House in St. Petersburg, and aided by the security footage, police subsequently identified her as the theft suspect. In (laughs) in her question, that was when she said that the money was calling on her. Uh, She was arrested on a felony grand theft charge, booked into the county jail, and released after posting $2,000 bond. So was it really worth it? Who carries $2,286 in cash, by the way? Well, now she had enough money for her bonds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, <laughs> for the second time, we have another story of someone inking a minor. But this time, this is worse. A South Carolina man has pled guilty to charges that he gave a minor a tattoo while seated at a table in the dining room of a McDonald's restaurant. Brandon Persia, uh Prussia Last month, cop to a pair of misdemeanor uh, counts in connection with the illegal inking at a McDonald's in Lawrence, which is a city about 35 miles south of Spartanburg. Uh, He was convicted of tattooing a minor and tattooing without a license. He was sentenced to nine months in custody, but a judge suspended execution of that jail term in favor of 18 months of probation supervision. He was also ordered to perform 30 hours of community service and pay fines and court costs of around $300, he was freed on $25,000 bond following his arrest last August. Now, here's the thing. Police learned of the tattooing after a female customer, frustrated by a Friday night backup in the drive-thru line, peered into the restaurant and spotted him applying a tattoo to the miner's arm. The woman recorded him in action, and a video clip was subsequently sent to cops. And as she filmed, the patron complained that pressure of the tattoo recipient were, quote, out here doing tattoos instead of getting food orders out. The miner who he tattooed was an employee at the McDonald's. According to police, Precious Tattooing Collar was not the first time he had been arrested at the McDonald's location. In October 2020, stabbing a man twice during a confrontation in the bathroom uh, where his girlfriend was an employee. Originally charged (laughs) at that time with assault-attempted murder, he let her play guilty to assault and battery and was sentenced to three years in jail on that that felony conviction. However, the judge suspended service of the custodial term and instead placed him on probation for two years. How do you like that? Where the miner who was supposed to be working decided to get a tattoo? That's insane. Or if you want to go for even more insane – there's story number three. Where an Ohio woman yesterday <laughs> thank, you know you did notice that none of these stories really had to do with Florida. Um yeah, that's a surprise
2: actually. Yes. Cop
1: to clobbering a female acquaintance in the face with now, if you all shop at Walmart, it was a ten pound log of ground beef during a confrontation of a Walmart in suburban Cleveland. In a deal with prosecutors Monica Garner pled no contest to disorderly conduct in connection with her attack last year on a former neighbor. She was originally charged with assault during a municipal court hearing on Tuesday. She received a 30-day suspended jail sentence. It was placed on probation for a year. She was ordered to pay 155 dollars fines in court fees. Uh, according to police, she was at a Walmart in South Euclid when she encountered the victim, Precious Jackson, who was shopping with her seven-year-old daughter. Garner was accompanied by her five-year-old son. Jackson, who had lived downstairs from Garner in a University Heights duplex, had previously secured a protection order against her ex neighbor. Cops said it when Garner confronted Jackson in the Walmart potato chip aisle. She threatened to beat Jackson she threatened to beat up Jackson and her daughter. She then allegedly pulled down her face mask and attempted to spit on her. When the spit missed the target, she reached into Jackson's cart and removed the twenty two dollar meat log. Cops described the tube of ground beef as, quote, a blunt object. In the arrest report, Garner <laughs> investigators charged struck Jackson a couple of times in the face with a 10-pound log of prepackaged ground beef. She was arrested at the scene, and a relative subsequently took custody of her son. Uh, Jackson was not injured by the meat blows. <laughs> uh, I know you're shaking your head. <laughs>
2: I, I really am. I really, really, really am.
1: I had a joke prepared for that, but I think it is in the best interest of all. uh, Probably not to do that joke. (laughs) Not even going to do it. Um, And I think you all know where I was probably going to go. But with that being said, it is now time for our After Dark. I know most of you waited. I will tell you uh, that listener discretion is advised. So if you have kitties younger than, what's the age now? 13? 17?
3: Put them out of the room. <laughs>
1: you can't say you weren't warned. Um, I did figure that as the hour goes on, my voice pretty much dies on me. So uh, I'm going to get through this story real quick. <clears throat> but this from the Huffington Post. And the tagline on it, is why you sometimes feel sad after sex, even when it's good sex, which is very weird. But it talks about a Los Angeles-based writer, uh, Brandon G. Alexander, who often felt an inexplicable sadness after sex, even when it was good sex with people he liked. The best way to describe the feeling is empty or sometimes shame, depending on my relationship and intention with the person. Uh, This, uh, according to uh, the Huffington Post, he says, Our culture teaches men how to be physically connected to someone, but we ignore the truth that sex is highly emotional and spiritual. The idea that a man wouldn't feel something before, during, or after sex is unrealistic, but most have become so conditioned to think otherwise. What he experienced years ago is what researchers call post-coital PCD, as they refer to it, is a condition marked by feelings of agitation, melancholy, anxiety, or sadness after intercourse, even when it's good consensual sex. The condition can last between five minutes and two hours. Hold all jokes, please. It's also called postcoital <laughs> tristis, which literally means sadness in French. In the 17th century, the philosopher Baruch Spinoza summed it up this way. Once the enjoyment of sensual pleasure is passed, the greatest sadness follows. Now many studies have examined the first three phases of the human sexual response cycle, excitement, plateau, orgasm, but the resolution phase has often been overlooked and that's starting to change. In a 2015 study in the Journal of Sexual Medicine, almost half of the women surveyed reported experiencing PCD at some point in their lives and around 5% said that they had felt it regularly within the past month. A new study from the same researchers published in June suggests that PCD is almost just as prevalent in men. In an online survey of 1,208 male participants, around 40% of men said that they experienced PCD in their lifetime and 4% said it was a regular occurrence. In excerpts from the survey, men admitted to feeling quote, a strong sense of self-loathing about themselves post-sex and, quote, a lot of shame. Others say they experience crying fits. Really? And really? full-on depressive ex- episodes after sex that sometimes left their significant others worried. Uh, despite yeah, I'd be worried before, if I
2: saw s- somebody I was sleeping with crying.
1: Right. <laughs> despite the number of men who reported experiencing PCD, it's challenging for researchers to study it because most men are reluctant to talk about it. According to Robert Schweitzer, who's the lead author of both studies, and a psychology professor at Queensland University of Technology in Australia. He says that men who may suffer from PCD think that they are the only person in the world with this experience, but that they should recognize that there's a diversity of experiences and a resolution phase of sex. As, many, as with many diagnoses, it provides some relief to be able to name the phenomena. Um, he is actually still collecting accounts of people with PCD for his ongoing research. As to why it's so common in both men and women, a study of twins suggested that genetics may play some sort of role. PCD is often linked with sexual abuse, trauma, and sexual dysfunction, but that's certainly not always the case. And in this latest study, the majority of the men who reported PCD hadn't experienced those issues and were in otherwise healthy, satisfying relationships. And more often than not, PCD is a combination of both physical and psychological factors. Physically, orgasms activate a flood of endorphins and other feel-good hormones, but the neurochemical uh, prolactin follows, resulting in a sometimes intense come down, Uh, not to get too um, into it from a scientific standpoint, but it says that some of his clients, especially males with sex addictions, report it, because deep down they know that there's no bond between them and the person that they are sleeping with. Other times patients worry that their partners just aren't that into the sex. He says, if you believe your partner was just, quote, taking one for the team, not genuinely interested in sex, it can lead to a sense of shame and guilt. What's important to remember is that sex can mean different things at different stages of your life, and as these recent studies show, nuanced, complicated post-coil feelings are completely natural. Um, there's a lot of other things in there, especially about um, studies that have been done, but are you surprised at the... Uh, here's the thing. I've had conversations with different people about this topic going into tonight. Do you think that it is more, I mean, you heard that it happens in a small percentage of men. Do you think that it's equal down the line or that it happens more with men, happens more with women and why? I
2: think I am the worst person to ask this because I'm so much about having it be kind of like the, like, I want everybody to be equal but I also recognize that there's a difference. I think that there's a more negative stigma with men. I think it does happen with both, and that one does just take it for the team more often with men because it's societally more prevalent that men should not be as emotional when it comes to sex. Like crying after sex. Like what I said, I would be worried if if I had... Sex with my partner, and he decided to start crying. Not decided, but he started crying after we're done. I, the first thing I was asked, is, did I do something wrong? It would be me. Like, I would be like, whoa, 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 this is weird. Guys crying after sex. That's a very weird thing. So is there such a thing deciding, as a good cry after sex? <laughs> I... I haven't had a good cry after sex. So <laughs> if I'm crying after sex, there's problems.
3: <laughs> yeah, not necessarily a with
2: problems. the sex, but there's problems. The, the problems may not have anything to do with sex, but there is a problem. <laughs>
1: so, so, so pretty much for you guys and gals out there, if there is crying after sex, you better hope that – I've got to be very careful tonight when I say um, – Yeah, you better be. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm trying to <laughs> try to walk that fine line, and I'm going to be very careful. But I'm gonna, I, that's
2: why I keep going back to societally. I'm not saying that it isn't something that happens, but when it comes to what happens in society, I think that that I think that men are looked upon differently than women. If women cry after sex, it's oh she's being emotional. Maybe she's getting ready to break up with me. There's not really a good cry after sex normally. I I I can't think of one. But then there might be. I don't know. I'm just mean, You know, like the, oh, that was so amazing. I've never had that before in my life. Like can to such a great level. I don't know. I'm making up stuff at this point. Um. So I would say that. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm awful. There's, there's a, there's an interesting I'm so much thing like there. a dude in this one and that weirdness. I'm just like, eh.
1: Well, there's also an interesting like, background. If you're going to cry, you're going to cry. It. Yeah, there's an interesting, yeah. All I could think of is, there's no crying. There's no crying in sex. Yeah, that's, that's what I was getting. <laughs> but um, all I could think of, though, with the interesting note there was about those who had sex addictions because that feeling of shame. Um, I don't know if they would do it then, but I was having a conversation about this uh, earlier was that I think for a lot of men there is a lot of confusion still when it comes to sex in some ways and and, and hear me out Uh, even though both men and women watch a good deal of porn I think that if Because, as always, if watched adequately and knowing that what you see on film is not the given truth. But I think for a lot of those guys, it is kind of a discord reality where they think that that is what it should be. And then, you know, they go into relationships or go into sex doing a lot of stuff that they saw and then at the end, you know, especially if you have those addictions of uh, you did it, it's almost like a high. You did it, there was that high, the same as when you watched the movie, and then comes the release and then the low point. Now, as for people who don't have addictions, I don't know if people if it's just the emotion of it all, because a lot of people do invest a lot of emotions in sex. I mean, as we said, a lot of chemical balances get released during this. Not what you're thinking. Um, <laughs> what? What do you think I'm thinking? Uh, I already know what you're thinking, and I'm, that's why I stopped you before anything Um But. The thing is, is that I think that at the end of the day, that small percentage of people, and, and here's the thing, we're not knocking it, we're not kicking it. It's okay if you have those things. I think it's much better yeah. to get those things out and that you release those feelings and that you talk about them because it may help you to become, you know, less, you know, of
2: You might be a become a better partner.
1: Yeah. Because... Like I said, it is disturbing. I mean, if you have sex and then you notice that somebody has been crying, because that kind of works on a dual level here where a person's going to think, was it me? Was it something that I did? Did you just not want to like, you know, did you catch feelings at that point and be like, I shouldn't have did this or that, you know, it was that bad? But I think a lot of those people wouldn't do it right then and right there. If a guy probably had sex and it was good, I think there's that whole thing of, you know, they probably wanted it to be more, even when it was good, because there's always that doubt. There's that doubt among men and women about how good it was, because nobody ever, like, is, here's the fine line, once again, when we're stepping into something. But not a lot of people are open when it comes to sex. Some people walk away really not knowing how it went. Not to, that that yeah. people, not to say that that's a fault, Not to say that that's a fault of people, but I think it helps you to become better because what happens is that, you know, if, for women, if it was good, here's the weird thing: guys want to hear that because for a lot of them, it gives them something to work on the next time to make it even better. If they don't hear that, and it was, it wasn't that good. I guarantee you the next time is going to be the same or maybe even worse because they're going to go into it thinking that what they did was okay. And if they try to go and incorporate something that's just as worse, they're going to think it's okay. But the same thing for guys is that you have to listen. You know, your girl is not going to be like, and I love her. I'm just going give you this example. I love you, Sarah J. <laughs> Your girl's not going to be Sarah J. It ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. What she does is that she will tell you is that that's movies, and everything is not always, you know, pound game, and you try to pretty much hurt her. That's not going to work. You know, when you are a more in-tune person, I think even if both were in tune, it helps things go better. And that said, you gotta like text constant reminders to somebody, but let them know what they did right, or let them know what you like sometimes while well, it's happening. Guys are kind of like athletes. they can readjust when things are happening. If it's still not going right, then yeah, that's something to talk about probably afterwards, or you figure out. But. The difficulty here for men and women is that when you've been with a couple of people, there are things that person A may have did that person B just can't do. And that person C probably might be better at but lacked something else that A and B didn't do. Not everybody is the same. So I think that high of that and like, oh, I had sex. And then all of a sudden it's kind of like, I had sex. It was fun, but now it's over. I kind of believe Mm that. Because it's kind of like, you know, you get built. It's like you build up this huge, uh, first of all, expectation and experience. It's kind of like, I hate to use the analogy, but uh, riding a roller coaster. You get on a roller coaster. You're building up your nerves because you know what's about to happen. But you know it's not going to really hit you until the roller coaster starts. You're going up that hill. Here comes the anticipation of, you know, the roller coaster now going down the hill. What Mm -hmm. it does, and you're screaming at the top of your lungs, and then a roller coaster comes back in, what's the first thing that happens when it comes in? Most of the people are quiet, they're chatting about what just happened, and everybody walks away. And then you get off the roller coaster and you walk around and you might go and look at the picture of you, either passing out or screaming and looking like a um, little kid. But mm-hmm. that euphoria of it all happened in the time that it happened, and then that's it. And unless you're getting back on a roller coaster again right away to do it, it's kind of like you walking around like, ugh eh. you think about it. And it's like, okay, it's over. Kind of like Sex always. <laughs> <laughs> which I can understand. Why i do not are
2: equating sex to a roller coaster, but I mean, I agree with you, which is why I'm laughing at it.
1: Yeah, I, I never thought we would have that on an after where I had to equate it to that. Well, I mean, it is kind of like that, but not really surprised though. I think a lot of people think a lot of times <laughs> that guys don't have that type of feeling for it or think that way. What's up, man?
2: Again, it goes back to that societal expectation.
3: I so, if came,
1: that so if a guy came to you yeah. and pretty much had that PCD and uh-huh. that wall, um, would that kind of freak you out?
2: It would freak me out at first if he didn't tell me what was going on. Like if something happened and he's like, hey, I really react intensely with my emotions, I would be better equipped to handle it at that point. And I think that would be a better, that would end up with a better result versus just letting it happen and then crying afterwards and then I'd freak out. I'd, I'd probably freak out. I'd probably think, what did I do wrong? Did I do something? Um, is this guy like a crazy person? See
3: like, <laughs> <You're little nuts. laughs> a little nuts uh, A yeah.
2: little nuts Yes A, a lot nut? nuts
1: Yes yeah. uh, well, <laughs> And once again I am going to step away from that situation um, <laughs> With that being said The clock on the wall is telling us That we are pretty much just about out of time Did you have any shout outs tonight?
2: Um, actually Not tonight surprisingly that's what I want. And Thanksgiving and all that good. I know, right? You would think there are a lot of birthdays in November, so yes, there birthdays are. and anniversaries. Mhm.
3: Birthdays
2: wow. and anniversaries, but nothing this week.
1: It's next week. Oh. Well, well, next week it shall wait for, and hopefully by next mm-hmm. week I'm still not dealing with this. Um, apologies once again for my voice. Hopefully it will get a little better. Still working on it. Um, but with that being said, no shout outs here. The only shout outs that I will give is to all of you who are kind of beginning um, things to start or kickstart your holiday weekend. Just a reminder that when you go out this week, and I'll say it again next week is to please uh, be mindful of your neighbor and other people, because this is that time of year where a lot of stress happens and a lot of tempers flare, And a lot of things go sideways, and it shouldn't. Uh, Remember the season. Uh, Travel safe if you are going out of town for Thanksgiving, because we want to see you right back here next Friday night, 10 o'clock in the east, 9 o'clock central. Just a reminder, coming up Sunday, December 4th, 401 Lounge with Subgirl 0831. Be there or be square. That is at 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 o'clock Central, on Sunday, December 4th. That all new 401 Lounge. In the meantime, you can find out more over on Twitter at NewsCometBTR. And then I am pretty sure that uh, Mary will also tell you to check us out on all of our other uh, platforms. One of these days, uh, we will make it to that grand spectacle of... So <laughs> we'll get there. You know they have a uh,
2: they have some. They're updating it so that we could do like guest stars and that kind of thing. And it's actually yeah, checking it out. I'm getting ready. I'm kind of excited.
1: Nice. No, we'll definitely check that out. We'll we'll, we'll be there soon. We're ready for it. Just have to finish uh, getting all of the. Um, little things together. But uh, until next we meet, for Mary, I am Lavar. Thank you so much for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next Friday night here on Page One on Blog Talk Radio. Good night, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to Page One.
0: Page One. Page
3: One.
0: Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple, iHeart Radio, Spotify, and other platforms where we can be found.